and welcome to the Forward Unto Dawn podcast, the show about the lore and universe of the Halo franchise. This is episode number 49. I'm David, and I'm joined by my usual co-host, Danny. Hi, the Hitler. And our guest this week is Penn's Halo, last seen uh, in November on episode number 46. Hey, everyone. So our last episode, uh, 48, was sort of a halfway through impressions episode about the Halo TV show. Uh, now the entire nine episode series is concluded, so we thought we'd talk about uh, the series overall, uh, what we thought. So I guess we'll start with our guest. Overall impressions, Pens. I liked it. I enjoyed it um, for what it was. Um, I thought from a, a story perspective, maybe not the strongest one, but I thought it was still good. It it kept me entertained. Um, I think the the cast did a really good job. I I'll admit when I saw who they had cast for some of the roles, um, you know. I didn't know anything about them, but I think um, all the cast, you, the Spartans, I thought did really well. I really liked Kai uh, in there as well. I thought Pablo did a great job as chief. Um, Natasha McElhone as Halsey was great, I thought. Um, I really enjoyed that. Um, the CGI, there were some rough spots in there, I thought, but overall it was really good. And the fight scenes, um, you, I think they really hit it there because you, it, to me, it seemed like okay, this is what you would expect out of a super soldier. So um, overall, I really liked it. Uh, like I said, there were some rough spots here and there, but yeah, I mean, I don't know if we want to go into that. Was just those are just my general thoughts on that. So I, I enjoyed the show. It's cute, nice and simple. We'll dive past it later. Yeah, I think, I think uh, overall, I enjoyed it. Um, it's definitely interesting once it wrapped up, there were, I had questions from the start about not that making changes from the, the core canon is necessarily bad, um, but why they were making those changes. And I think the, the final episodes, uh, made some of those choices actually make more sense. And I, I felt better about them. Um, I definitely agree that Oh, I think uh, sometimes the the writing let them down. The the actors all sold themselves on it. Um, they they did a good job. It is one of those like glib internet things to complain about. Oh, the CG is so fake. I do think of all the ways that the show could let me down. I was sort of expecting it to be much worse from a writing standpoint, but very pretty, and I actually felt like it was more in the middle than I expected that there were more, uh, the writing actually was generally better than I expected though. It has issues. Um, and the CG was less, uh, positive, but generally the action scenes were good, but there was a lot of stuff that, that pulled me out in terms of being very video gamey in a, a bad way. But I think it, uh, it left me like excited. We know there's going to be a season two, like, sunk cost even if <laughs> even if halo wasn't doing good and like as as far as we we know it's uh it was pretty successful we're gonna get a season two um i'm excited about it and we'll talk about that later i i guess i wanted to start uh as so we can sort of talk we can talk about i guess 
favorite, least favorite episodes, um, I was looking at the the episode list on IMDb, um, and it's I mean there's no there's no uh, disputing that uh, there is there is much angst and wailing and gnashing of teeth on <laughs> the the Halo, the Halo uh, social media among the fans. Uh, yeah, for the most part, all the 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 episodes are all rated positively to some are mixed but mostly positive and you can see i think some pretty clear uh indications from the ratings in that the highest rated ones are the ones that do have some big action set piece um and then the lowest one is the one that focuses all on quan <laughs> i don't necessarily think uh, i mean admittedly her storyline was one that you kind of sat there and went, uh, you scratched your head out a little bit, but I didn't necessarily think it was bad. Um, yeah. Admittedly, it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to see the, the, it was kind of hard to see the linkage between the two. Although by the end of, uh, what was that? Seven episode. Yeah, no. Episode, was episode seven. seven. Yeah. Episode seven. Um, you kind of, you kind of got the feeling. Okay. It's everything's tied to magical, it seems. So it's like, okay, I can I can see it now. So Yeah. I'm not sure. It'd be curious. I mean, we're not gonna get a real uh a real like frank discussion of uh the production of this for a while. But I'll be curious if the magical stuff was more of a point and then it sort of got through rewrites or changes um adjusted. Because I think in the season as a whole, just not what they're going to build on in the future, et cetera. You could sort of basically have left Soren and Quan on the rubble and moved on and not lost anything. Um, because like you were saying, even if it was fine by itself, it didn't really tie in with where everything else was going. Um, right. I mean, like you can say, all right, well, there's some, there's some blessed one stuff going on with magical. Um, Maybe since they found the the artifacts there, there's some there's some link, but it doesn't seem like it ties in with the rest of it, and it's hard to see because they went in a different direction where the the human insurrection aside is not a huge part besides being a background texture. Um, it's hard to see where that that develops in the future. the The thing I do. Uh, well, some stuff is like, all right, you you proved me right uh, with my my naysaying. Uh, I do think overall the the thing I was sort of like uh, when all the the talks about cast and stuff were coming out was uh, the role of McKee, and I mean she might spoilers might not be dead at the end of this. She <laughs> might be. Uh, we'll have to see. But I think. Sexy times with Master Chief aside, <laughs> um, she was a really interesting character, and I liked. Um, they gave her her motivations made sense, and you you felt for her even at the the end that she's making choices that make sense to her um, that are bad for everyone involved. But like even she's trying to help in the end, and that's what gets her killed. Uh, I thought there was there was a nice little 
tragic uh, figure element going on with her story Really? Line. What gets her killed in the end? Her dedication to finishing the great journey and, and participating? That's what literally got her killed in the end? Don't, don't be... Well, Don't be whitewashed or not. Come on. I mean, but she no, she because the from the editing, it's she sees like, oh, chief and company are going to get overwhelmed. And so she touches the artifact because she knows that's going to do. And obviously it works out way better than she probably could have intended. And in like <laughs> doing the the divine wind to blow all those leaks off the, the cliff. Um, but it was actually trying to help the humans uh or i guess really master chief because she she could really care less about yeah I th- she she was definitely more trying to help john uh, on that one uh and but yes that is definitely what got her killed because in trying to just protect john it, they were ban- abandoning the other spartans and uh kai really didn't have much of an, of an other choice on that <laughs> And even John, even John was like, "No, you need to let it go." <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'll be, I'll be curious to see, because uh, I, I definitely agree that the the interplay with the Spartans, um, I ended up liking. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought it was early on. I was like, "All right, so they're all gonna like take out their chips or whatever," but uh, they don't, which I, I thought was a nice touch. Um, and that they they go back to all right, we've got this interplay between these strong the strong team that all cares about each other and knows how right. to do the job. Well, the scene where they're going they're getting into the pelican at uh, nine. It's like I can't believe you would have that the whole thing. Like I can't believe you would have shot me. And that that whole yeah. byplay is great is great. Yeah, and I like mean, the the whole point of the Spartans is like like well, Kai, you would have shot me, and she's like yes, but. The difference is I would feel bad about it. Um, <laughs> that was a nice little touch. Yeah. Yeah. And it's definitely. And the other uh, character thing that made more sense when we finally got to the end was uh, I've forgotten the actor, but the the actor who plays Keys is that. Um, Danny Sapani. Because throughout I was kind of confused. And I think what they've they ended up deciding to do was they needed keys because they wanted the the connection to Halsey and um, Miranda. But they mm-hmm. also wanted, functionally, for the most part, he's playing much more of a, a Sergeant Johnson, like, buddy to chief. Um, like, we don't see him doing much captaining. He's <laughs> <laughs> boots on the ground. Um, so that was an interesting choice, but I think they sell it when they they have him like come clean to these Spartans made the, that justified the choice a bit better to sort of combine. Can I just ask what, what, what the f- does he actually do there at the NC base? Like he's, he's the captain. Like you said, he's not, uh, what does he do? Let him walk around and sort of react to people. Yeah. He's kind of like, it feels like he should be more an admiral. Yeah. He's, he's mostly sitting in the thing along with Parangoski and yeah. talking about stuff. I don't actually know why he does. It's like the 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 show did a really piss poor job selling a lot of the UNSC side of stuff because they just stand around in very empty rooms, not doing much for yeah. a long time, long periods of time. It's like that's, that's yeah. Not I think like, I think in on. terms of the negatives, for me, a lot of it came down to. I don't want to say nitpicks because that implies that 
either I'm being totally pedantic or, but just like the, the mechanics of getting from certain scenes, like, yeah, what is keys doing or how does McKee get off of reach in a, in a covenant drop ship without getting they left the door the open. They freaking left the door open yeah. and, and, and nothing fires at it. There's no defenses around this entire military installation at <laughs> all to do anything. Come on. There's there's plenty of like, or the I saw a lot of complaints about like why didn't they shoot the prophets at the end? Like there's just a line of dialogue or a scene where they like shoot in their shields. Like there were just little things like this didn't have to be uh, something to to bother you about it. I think the final battle was especially a, an example of I guess just the the limited mobility of the practical Spartan suits is kind of a problem because no one is basically co- taking cover. They're just they're like <laughs> all standing up instead of like, I mean, guys, you just got to get behind something. It's like not, not something that in the sweep of the, the episodes bothers me, but in the, in the moment it takes me out a little bit. Um, especially since, like that's it's definitely one of those jokes. Like, oh, he's always taking off his helmet. Considering they we do get a fair amount of like inside the helmet shots. I don't I guess it's just like kind of not trusting the audience to like really connect unless you can fully see them emote. It just feels like no, you could have you could have done this and everyone could have had their helmets on. Guys, we, we know fine. we know like Iron Man fixed the whole you can't see your your high star. You know what I mean? Your your your, your star talent, you yeah. see him. We've solved that problem. Why why are we pretending it's still a thing? You know what I mean? So- well, or or they should have gone the other thing they do with Iron Man and they figured out where ODST was just like polarizing the helmet. Like that might have been a, a better option too. Well, I the only thing the only thing I would say in yeah, I mean, there are certain scenes that that just it scratches your head, but you, you head scratch that. But in most, in the scenes where Spartans are not directly in con- combat, I can understand them not having their helmet mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, 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 now. To be fair, when they're taking off in the Pelican, I'm like, they should probably have in there in space. Like, you should probably have your helm your helmets on. I, I did laugh that I don't think they. They were totally hanging a lantern on it, but I do like that Kai takes off her helmet to talk to the Spartans, and it makes sense in an emotional, like, I'm trying to connect with you mm-hmm. way that she does it, like, because they're not directly in combat or whatever. And then she's immediately rewarded with getting clocked for her <laughs> trouble. Like, yeah. that's why you keep your helmet on. Oh, yeah, no, that was, a really, that was a really good example of it. It was just so blatantly silly to the plot that you walk into this room uh, surrounded by people who have threatened and do, are doing you harm, and then you would expose yourself and make yourself weak and vulnerable in a very high-tense, threatening situation that you rushed yourself into. It made, didn't really make too much sense. Yeah. I think that's that's something that can be easily improved. Uh, Actually, I, I, have a, I have a wee question for you. What, what do you think we missed? There was 10 episodes. 10 hours. We didn't get 10 hours. We didn't get 10 episodes. What? What What storyline? What, was, what we thing did we... promised 10 episodes? Yeah, 10 episode order it was. Uh, at showtime. Yeah. Hmm. They said 10 hours it, and it 10 was... episodes, and we did not get that. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe the some connection for the Quan thing would make sense. I'm not sure. Maybe that, or maybe a little bit more with McKee. Yeah, I don't feel like the 
the sex sexy times did feel like if they were going to do that, it was sudden. But I'm not sure in terms of how things were paced overall. I didn't have a major issue with um, like things for especially modern stuff. You think, all right, you've only got nine episodes. How can stuff be dragging so badly? And I didn't feel like that was a an issue with this. Even if some of the storylines are like, all right, I'm not sure about it. Like, I never felt like anything was really dragging. Yep. Maybe, 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 yeah, I guess the stuff with Quan, specifically with Madrigal and uh, Venture, maybe because they're, I don't know, if there's anything that I think there were probably some, it felt like there were some gaps in the story. It's probably in there. Mm-hmm. Like I said, maybe to just from a, um, re- a relevancy standpoint. But yeah, I think it's kind of tough. I was looking over, like trying to decide what was my I, favorite I think it's episode. fair to say, it's fair to say we all have a least favorite episode. Like most people's will just like poop on the, uh, the on focus one because. It was generally regarded as not being the favorite. I don't think. Yeah, it it does feel. I laughed when there were people like talking about like they got Dune in my Halo, and I think maybe they were trying to go with that like space mysticism thing, but it didn't mm-hmm. quite uh, gel, especially since it didn't have direct relevance to. If there was something about the control of Magical, applies directly to something that's going on on reach or whatever you can see the relevancy more um it's a little tougher i thought the whole um the way they were trying to introduce the concept of the isn't the geese or the geese from gesh yeah extended lore that was so ham-fisted and it's such a very silly high sci-fi concept they're trying to explain to a casual audience it's like you could just tuck that away later on after you have a few seasons of confidence of just <laughs> showing but not telling you know what i mean you just could tuck that away in there somewhere but no first season do it with the least popular Lesson. character and just make it not not good you know like if i was a casual viewer watching that like what is that noise you know mm-hmm. i do think the other interesting thing uh was so i thought from the start all right we're gonna get more insurrectionist stuff uh and then when we had mckee begin more involved i assumed the the ending would basically be the fall of reach uh so they they zagged where i thought they would zig why did everyone think that i I, i've seen some reviews as as i was watching the series and people kept saying oh yeah the the reach is going to fall at the end of the show and the series whatever i was like what the hell are people watching out this is significantly before that time that's not happening at the end of the season it might be hinted at, yeah. at, the, at the next one at the end of the next one not this one why are reach won't fall because master chief had sex that's not going to be and then reach fell you know it's like come on the timeline didn't make sense i think mostly it was it was people just assuming that oh well next season they'd cover a game or something like that that this yeah. is all going to be a prologue and quickly get shunted onto the next thing um yeah it was less it was out of out of series speculation yeah. more than stuff that was really informed by the text yeah because everything in the in the show indicated that they're definitely going at a slower pace at a much earlier point in time and we weren't going to jump to the the big moments you know what i mean anytime soon mm-hmm. people there are a lot of people who are de- who are really trying to And then I'm like, it's not 
you got to th- you you have to think of it as like the what if or or the multiverse that you see in DC. This mm-hmm. is not main canon, and I think a lot of people are trying to tie the, they they expect the two to tie together. You know, it's that's why so many people lost their damn minds about them not playing the games. Not that they wouldn't have reach fall, uh, but it also especially with how they presented chief in this we have not spent as much time on reach and chief himself doesn't have as much of a connection to reach so it's not not as much of a dramatic thing to have happen yeah um, it's really also i think people just really wanting to get into the fireworks factory because yes i this absolutely is i think lighter on covenant stuff than some people would probably have preferred Hmm. um i think it was i think in many ways it was smart to like from because yeah you've only got so much money uh it was smart to have them be the punctuation because we basically get three we get the pilot we get uh the reckoning halfway through and then we get transcendence as as well uh, as well handled as i think the covenants have been in terms of their depiction what I think they, they really, really mishandled was um, keeping them and establishing them as a as, as that top tier threat. Like the Covenant and, and their impact and their, their success against humanity is still disproportionate to the extreme whenever they do focus on it and let you like take it in. But the, the show kind of forgets, you know what I mean? It's like, like there should yeah. be nothing more important in this universe right now than stopping whatever those things are from wiping us out. And even the UNSC doesn't seem to be on that, that point. You know, I mean, sometimes they are, but nah, just don't worry about it, you know? Yeah, like, uh, it does seem like Halsey's plans sort of take... It makes sense that they're they're the most important thing for her, but that they, they seem to suck up all the oxygen in a way that doesn't make sense for the rest of it. Yeah. Um. Although I think I think that's definitely um, an interesting. I have I've seen very different opinions on Halsey in the show. I think to me she works as very much. You took Halsey from twenty five twenty five or whatever, and she made very different choices. Oh yeah, um, and so it's still the same character, uh, but she has sort of uh, siloed herself into this. This I guess more she's got. More a little bit more of a, a mad scientist uh, overarching plot of less the the Spartans will help save humanity versus I will use the Spartans to save humanity and was that um, damn the torpedoes was that was her heel turn a bit a bit um, unearned like her master plan was having these Spartans brainwash with some kind of Order sixty six I'm like this is barely season one what the f- are they doing here like what is this. Why, why is there an Order seem... 66 moment well, in the first season with the Spartans? I wasn't expecting that, and to be honest, I didn't want it. I think it didn't quite work for me just because we spent, aside from Halsey and Chief, and I think that worked for me. Like They had people upset that Chief is is like going to try and kill Halsey because he learns he was right. brainwashed and abducted. I'm like, mm, I might do the same thing. Yeah. jerk reaction but we don't see as much 
And I think this is one area where not having other Spartans even periodically in the background hurt is that we don't see Halsey's connection to the Spartans that way. So when she does pull the Order 66, um, and she does it one at least one time earlier where she's talking directly to the Spartans, we don't see why Kai and the rest of them uh, really have that connection. Um, so that part seemed a little undercooked. Mm with uh, the runtime for me. Yeah, I mean, you kind of get a little bit of it in, what was it, Homecoming, that you mm-hmm. got to see some of the background. And, I mean, obviously in the main timeline, Halsey was the one who first encountered John, and they kind of built their rapport there. You really don't, you don't get the feel that that was the case in the show, but it's still, you still get the feeling that John is Halsey's favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's... I mean, that that's one of the things from canon that I kind of stayed in the back of my mind is that Halsey knew every Spartan in armor and could would call them by their names, which actually drove most of them nuts, if I remember right. But um, you don't you don't get that sense in the show. But then again, this is this is a totally different Halsey too. Well, I shouldn't say that. It's a it's a darker Halsey. Yeah. Um so And I, I think mean, that is speaking to Danny's thing about how the the covenant don't loom enough even in the background because they don't she does seem a little more like just crazy mm. town banana pants instead of someone who is absolutely convinced, I mean, it's come down to this. I've got to be the one to to solve this problem. Um, we need to advance as a species, and I've got the way to do it, and that's why I'm so focused on this artifact, because we don't get the sense that the Covenant could show up at any moment. I wonder if that's what... I wonder if that would have been something I would have liked to have seen in that extra episode. Mm-hmm. And I it think have actually sometimes... Sometimes it works when the Covenant just show up, like in the uh, Reckoning or whatever, because mm-hmm. they just immediately take out the air sport. And it was like, oh, crud. Um, and that sells them better. But the fact that we don't, aside from, I guess, uh, in the second to last episode, we get a planet getting glassed or whatever. Like, But for the most part, that's not being seen. Was that the, the reaction background. shot we got for like a like ten twenty seconds at most? Just a, a gif playing on some screen, and then we watched people react to it for a, a few seconds and pulled away. Yeah, like yeah, and that was fine. But I think we needed more of that sort of stuff going on, and just more urgency in the direction of like, I don't know if you want to have them be like downfall style bunker scenes uh, at reach to kind of give that sense that I'm just, I'm just, I'm just very out. disappointed the whole idea of glassing a planet is the scale and the horror of it is is just mind blowing and I think for such a, an interesting visual medium that we have why didn't we explore that yeah why didn't we explore any of that that, that could have been a big talk about moment you know what I mean of actually depicting the horrors or something like that because everyone who's played Halo knows what glassing is but we haven't really seen it you know what I mean we haven't really seen it up close a bit more viscerally that TV show could do that that's how they start um, the fall of reach is that Chief wins a, a cool battle shows how kick-ass the Spartans are and then they still lose and everything gets glassed so that would have been um, pretty effective at setting that I mean well I think the way they started episode one was fine um, 
thinking about it and with what Danny said, it's, I think if you would have started with seeing an unnamed planet, you know, whatever planet here, I mean, insert planet name here, actually getting glassed as, as part of the intro, even if it's only been like four or five minutes by the Covenant, you would have immediately gotten a sense of, oh, damn. Yeah. Or, I mean, obviously it would have dramatically changed things, but if Magical got destroyed um, after they, they got the artifact mm-hmm. out and stuff. Yeah, I, I did expect some kind of payoff. I thought something with Quan would have tied back into it. I mean, something they tie into the big giant threat that no one's really paying attention to, and it's just like crawling closer sort of thing, but it's never happened. I, I, I thought it might have been a, a, an easy shorthand or shortcut way of explaining to the casual audience, oh, these aliens are horrible. Why? They can do nukes times a million. How about that? They can do nukes times a million anytime, anywhere. It's scary enough. You don't need to explain it past that. I, I also I did really like a the last episode it killed off the creepy snivelly guy, uh, Aiden. Yes, yeah, <laughs> he he got what it was coming to him. Uh, but I actually I did not see the the clone fake out coming. So I give I give Halsey props there. Um, they because they foregrounded it early on. Didn't I did not expect that was gonna make it was a turn. good it was a good ploy. Yeah, it was a good ploy. Yeah. They, um, I mean, throughout the show, they always gave the impression that she was smarter than everybody else, that she can anticipate more than anybody else. So that just kind of, it kind of just fully sells it right there. Although I'm trying to figure out how she could just be sitting there writing in her journal on a planet where everyone knows who she is. <laughs> but, but, you know, just chalk that up to TV. Isn't it the same planet that has like security cameras and drones flying around and like like the old security state apparatus there to watch everyone essentially? That's what they sort of offhand demonstrated with the background stuff going on. Yeah, that's that's not uh TV doesn't really understand that because <laughs> it's not dramatic storytelling. It it ruins too many things. So let's not have cameras everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although we can have a live feed from a planet away, so that's not an issue. Um, yeah, uh, I guess any other general thoughts about characters? No one's mentioned, no one's mentioned the, uh, the, the, the cameos of one Atriox at this point. It's like, that's the big, the big three for three main character guy. He's, he's all over this, 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 this TV show. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and he definitely showed, and I, I liked how they showed that he was still kind of like, the one to beat because I mean that that's part of what makes Atriox such a great character in in the main storyline is that he handed Master Chief his backside you know he um essentially broke Douglas <laughs> in Halo in the in the opening scene of Halo Wars too so um you know he definitely um seeing there and I thought it was a pretty good impression to have that, you know, this is a guy who, this is something that can actually go toe to toe with a Spartan and, you know, beat them. And I, I appreciated that. I mean, literally there's no drop of his name unless you have the subtitles on. Um, so I appreciated that it, I could see a thing where they introduced Atriox and it was much more on the nose, like, Hey, this guy. Yeah. And like made, drew a lot more attention to it in a way that wouldn't make sense for what 
like a random right. person watching this is going to make of it. So I like that he's this big imposing guy who you're going to recognize when he shows up again in season two or whatever. Um, but it's not, it was not, Hey, this guy will be important later. Kind of. Well, well, one thing I I didn't appreciate though, was how it made the reverence the covenant had for for specifically master chief being calling him demon would make no real fucking sense. If there's a fucking mountain of a monkey right beside him, that could absolutely demolish chief like it's like oh, really like the chief's reputation was supposed to be like earned and monkey boy was tossing him around like a, like he was a ragdoll and it's like well no why would they even care about some some ragdoll against Mo- monkey mountain you know what i mean i thought that was kind of weird how it, it, it struck um it struck a very weird tone for me well i think we just don't see we just don't see enough of of like chief's campaign against the covenant and all there's none of it none that damn show establishes any reason why the covenant would give him a special name it makes no sense Mm -hmm. maybe maybe spartans in general but we don't even have that either like spartans being called demons would be would have been a lot more sensible to the to what they were trying to do but there there was none of that there was none of it it was just they have a special name for our main character for some reason okay yeah i think surprisingly in terms of i'm kind of surprised that was an issue that they didn't like we were talking about that the covenant threat isn't more established Mm. like because in the early on in the first episode you're like oh these these guys don't they're like they think the covenant's mostly a myth or whatever like oh this is this is more early in the timeline or but no, like they, they make it clear. And then later on, Parangovsky's like, well, we still, we've been fighting these guys for so long. We still don't know a lot about them. Uh, to what we see later, that they kind of, maybe it's just something that got changed through editing and writing and later stuff that the scale and scope of the Covenant War just is not fully established in a, a way that feels like it it's totally consistent. Um. It's a shame from the Covenant side because I we don't get a ton of them, but I I like my schemey prophets. I I, I think the depiction <laughs> of the Covenant in general has been exceptionally well done. Like I, they translated the Covenant almost perfectly. All the bad guys they're just they're perfect in terms of how they look, how they act, how you expect them to act or interact with the Chief. Like every almost every wee note they hit. So I can forgive any small details they may not hit out the out the park on their first go because I just thought that was very very well done. In general, like I, I, I couldn't have, I can't offer any advice. Oh, they need to do this next season, or they need to do that. Apart from one thing, I need a ghost. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> want your ghost? Yeah, and I think actually, one thing I, I liked, which again, like underlines this sort of tragic thing, is we see kind of like a a pseudo familial thing with uh with uh, McKee and regret. Uh, and then the last episode comes along and they make it clear, oh yeah, like we do not care about it at all, like even in like a like favorite pet kind of way, like once she's she's done her use, like she's gonna burn like with everyone else. Like that's great. Um it just makes it extra like yeah, you weren't even like gonna be the the, the one of the good ones who would survive, maybe. Right. You were just always gonna be set up for a bad end. I mean, I know that was that was one of the things leading into the show that people was like, well, why is there a human in the Covenant? I mean, that makes no sense. They don't do that. 
Um, to be fair, they did, they did change how the covenant and the, how that relationship worked between humanity and the covenant. They, they did change right. a couple of core components, which allows for that now, essentially, without breaking breaking things. Mm-hmm. Right, and and but I think that um, with uh, transcendence, at least you know you could sit there and say, okay, this is the covenant that we know. You know that that they're hyper They focus on the great journey, and they will get rid of anybody that stands in their way, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, like they've leaned on because uh, from Halo Two and Halo Three, it was always one of those things. Like, what does truth know about what the rings do, etc.? This makes it clear that in this universe, the Covenant know that to some degree they're weapons of mass destruction. They just think that they're going to be the ones who survive it. Um, yeah. To set it up for the future. Oh, which is a, a good point. Unless, unless anyone has anything else to talk about, we can talk about uh, where we want to go for what we expect to see, what we want to see for season. All two. right. How do you want to handle this? Because I, I, I have some meta stuff. I, I would like to talk about in terms of how I think they're going to react to uh to the to the viewers let's let's metagame it sure go for it <laughs> rather than how the stories because there, there's different areas to talk about you know what i mean but i do think there's going to be a, a yeah. very sharp because it's 343 they can't help it like they, they're, they're the most re- some of the most reactive people I, i've ever seen as a company like they they react and pivot so dang hard uh when it comes to uh trying to appease the fans or trying to appear more reactive to fans' wants and desires, so I, I can't I can't imagine them not doing some pretty hard pivots meta wise uh, next season. Like, are indeed, yeah, because we we know they haven't. I mean, they I'm sure they've written a lot of stuff, but they haven't gone into production. So theoretically, anything could change at this point. I don't. I don't one, one, one of the reasons why I, I would point uh, I would suggest that is the the first season. Um, it lost its uh, showrunners before the season even came out. The creative showrunners were uh, not confident or caring enough to stay with the show past the first season and couldn't even stick with the show before it even came out. Which means that they have a void to fill for season two, which um, if you're making changes, there you go. There's your, your golden opportunity to make changes and not have a strong creative uh, person there to kick back. There's no one there. They're all just being paid to do what they're told. And uh, I feel it'll be a very top-down corporate. We're going to make these changes because this is what our data tells us to do. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I could, I could see that. But, I, I, you know, based upon I mean, based upon people that I've known who's, who've seen the shows, uh, the, ones, the ones who actually know the Halo name only or and, and have never played the game or maybe played one or two of them. Um, most of them have liked the show. They've enjoyed it. They thought it was good. It was entertaining. Um, most of the, you know, us here and most of the other people I know in general have had a, a pretty positive yeah. uh, reaction to the show. Now, there are, I, I think that there's still a, a a decent amount of people who have been exceedingly vocal on their dislike for it. Um, but I hope three four three doesn't pivot too hard on it. Um, well, you know, to, this is... to some degree, I feel like. I mean, we don't know entirely what the relationship between three four three and and the production is, but if they were like truly, because this is one of those things that's been in in production so long, and they like as three four three is reactionary, it would never have 
the show wouldn't have ended up in the form it did uh, if they were they were trying really hard to cater to them. So mm. I definitely I definitely think they will make changes to please the hardcore fans because hardcore fans are a huge thing. But as far as we know, it's one of those things you can't tell these days, uh, really, because everything's a black box uh, with how well it's doing on Paramount. I'm sure they have all the stats. So they know if the average person is really enjoying it or whatnot. Um, and so we will see there. I really do wish we had a better idea of the of the viewing figures because initially when it came out, the, the, the network would always say the good things. It's amazing. It's setting yeah. records. It's all this fluffy noise. It doesn't really tell you anything. It's like, well, how did it really do? And because they renewed it for a second season before the first season even came out, it's like, again, you can't really tell if it's doing yeah. well or not because it's all like, I'm renewed. sure it absolutely got a ton of people watching it. How many stuck to the end, like in the era of streaming where you can watch anything else? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was the only reason I was subscribing to Paramount Plus until uh, Lower Decks Season 3 comes out. But I can recommend just just total side note. If you're a fan of the Godfather, the show, the offer is actually pretty good. Oh yeah. I've heard good things about that. I mean, that's the thing. That's something else to use a Paramount plus subscription for. Well, I've got it. it. I've got it. Like I'm not paying for it because I'm using my uh, game pass free month. So either way, it's all worked out for me. There you Um, go. They're only launching Paramount plus over here in the UK after trying to screw over Star Trek fans by doing really dodgy things with the content whenever they didn't have a channel or streaming service to put it on. But now they do. It's coming. But no. No, no. uh, (laughs) But yeah, so what have you... One one is... Because Halo... Did it even come out there yet? No, hell no. The channel is yeah. on. It's not even so done when yet. is it? Is it coming out on Paramount Plus when it launches, or is it still going to be on like UK Netflix? That's a or fantastic question. I'm sure some cares enough to ask those people about it, but I don't. Oh yeah, hopefully, if it's on Paramount season two, they'll like be reasonable human beings and launch stuff at the same time. Yeah, all the Star Trek shows will be migrating over there as well. So they had so much issues with licenses and doing that and. Like it, it, it's a joke. Like we don't need another streaming service. No offense to all the the good shows that are on the damn service, but we don't need another one. Well, hopefully, when you get Paramount Plus, it'll be a little bit better than it is here because it's it's uh, not great in terms of like basic things of do I do I start it and it will run? Oh wait, no, it's going to turn, tell me to turn off my ad blocker. I turn off my ad blocker, it will still refuse to play the episode. You have to kind of like refresh <laughs> it a couple times. It's not great, but in terms of in terms of what's gonna change, I think to some degree some of the the complaints people had are sort of gonna get addressed. Uh, just where we end in season one, like Chief is currently incapacitated and being run by Cortana, um, but we have that moment where Chief, like, all right, you've come clean to me, I trust you, uh, and so when in episode one or maybe two of season two uh when chief gets snapped back uh the their relationship is going to be much more like it is in the game so like stuff like that i think is already going to be addressed yeah i mean maybe they'll keep the helmets on more like someone some executive has scribbled some notes in the margins keep the helmet on for this scene or whatever um and i think we're gonna like the spartans I don't know if they'll do something with the de-chipping the rest of them, but they're they're much more in uh, 
like they're back on the same side. Uh, so are we the covenant? Are we questioning about the implications oh. of of the Spartans? Have you said by de-chipping them there? I just made me think about it. Whenever Spal uh Spalsy, damn it, Halsey implemented her Order sixty six. Right? <laughs> Whenever she did her Order sixty six, was it just limited to the the, the small Spartans on that really small UNSC base on Reach, or was it all the Spartans everywhere like Order sixty six? Like, does she have like like a, a few hundred Spartans ready to fight for her right now? We just don't see off screen. I think it's just supposed to be all the Spartans. Then is that is that it? Yeah, that's that's one of the things they don't totally spend a lot of time outlining um and i get why you would be if they hand wave the other spartans then you'd be wondering why aren't the other spartans involved but yeah it's not entirely clear you get the impression that silver team is the are the last of the spartans or at, at least, least that's they the impression are, i got like the other ones are busy doing stuff and silver team yeah. is the best they definitely right. or the ones who are the least busy because they sit around doing bugger all the time in that base <laughs> it just didn't feel like a war a reach city it, yeah reach city come on jeez wow that was it, special it, it, they didn't they didn't it seemed it was definitely sci-fi but it was not military sci-fi i think it, it, you they didn't lean as much into the military that the military side of it other than like the uniforms and yeah, things and the, the rank structure the most... but vociferous criticism i've seen are from like the the real military sci-fi fans because yeah there's not you are going to be bothered by the helmets and weird tactics stuff constantly and that's just not it's to not be that fair kind of if, if you're going into the show expecting aliens then that's not what you're going to get you're never going to get that aspect of nothing but that aspect and have that front and center for a primetime tv show trying to reach a, a white audience these days that's yeah it's not going to happen yeah well and so i am curious to see like obviously they've set up i guess the next season can be the hunt for the halo the fall of reach that kind of thing um, right this season like we kind of got a sense of all right this is how much how many aliens they can have uh, I guess Halsey's machinations are going to be a big thing. I'm not sure. Or maybe the, the insurrectionist stuff comes back. You just have, you've got to have, if the drama isn't necessarily chief finding out his origins, I'm, I'm not sure where they go uh, for the human stuff. Are you not excited for Quan's next part of her Quan's journey? Be like, is Quan and Liam I want, I want I just... Quan, Quan to get a much better haircut and kick some ass <laughs> and then tie that back into the main story and I'll be happy. I don't I think she's a great actress, uh not a, a great amount of stuff done. Uh but I I there's no bad character, only bad writing. So I want to see her come back and and tie in more meaningfully and and give her some cool stuff to do as opposed to being kind of whiny. Mm -hmm. well, I mean that it, it's kind of a I mean, you kind of feel that as someone who never, I don't, I don't know if appreciated is the right word, but never got why her father was doing what he was doing. And she just wanted to get that. She just wanted to, she didn't appreciate like the whole struggle thing until, um, until that one, until the one yeah, episode. I mean, like but, you literally uh, but so, open the series. Yeah. She's just, sneaking off to get high and waiting to to leave the planet uh it's uh one of those typical things with media like she is acting totally reasonable and totally like a teenager but that is always frustrating <laughs> depending on oh, the yeah. kind of story 
you're like, yes, but it's Hollywood. You don't want people to actually act like people in real life because that's terrible. Not entertaining, um, dang it. Yeah. I do oh, yeah. kind of want, like, I mean, I'm totally fine with her and Soren just, like, continuing to be a weird, odd couple. That that dynamic kind of surprised me. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. I, I would I enjoyed it as much as, as I did. Because, like, I mean, just every, he figured, okay, you know, Soren, how are they going to handle that, knowing that? And it was just your first experience on the rubble, which I thought that visually was, was great, that the, the way that they did the rubble. Um, uh, but I think, I mean, it was just, it's just a, a, a weird, you know, Soren who's like pretty much overly, like a real cynical, materialistic person, then Quan's kind, kind of growing out of that. And, and it was, it was still real, it was an interesting dynamic and yeah, you're right. It's this weird, odd couple kind of thing. Um, that was, uh, Also, I, I like that. Good. Soren, and I think that's just really a, a credit to Bokeem Woodbine that he works it, is that he manages to be incredibly menacing, and you know he will crush someone's skull if he wants mm-hmm. with his giant misshapen hand, but also he's kind of like more swagger than actual sense, and he gets <laughs> his ass handed to him by a, a kid who just like realizes she can hide and beat him over the side of the head. Uh, <laughs> oh, um, C for Soren... Um, I didn't bring this trope into the damn show, but because it's in the show, I'm going to use it. Uh, Soren's one of those characters. I, I hope next season he gains a dead spouse for motivation. I think he could benefit from that, and we as viewers could benefit from that. You know, it's just a handy trope. Hey, well, that's that's a good point that they have introduced <laughs> the rubble, so doing something with the rubble uh, uh-huh. seems like uh-huh. it could have a thing. He's got, he's got a kid. Uh-huh. I hope the kid survives, but the... The wife is kind of in her own show already, so if she gets fridged, that's not the worst thing. <laughs> she's just I, she's just gonna be like the rubble's getting glassed and she's still hitting like whatever like drug and she's like, Yeah, mm, just gonna go that way. Um, yeah, that's a good point. The rubble's out there. I can do something with that. It was a cool location. Mm-hmm. Um just... that, that fits your your human drama. Yeah, I, I just think like you said it next season i hope to see more of the pursuit for the for the ring um i don't know i think eight or nine episodes might be good um if you can keep the story you know kind of tight i don't think you necessarily i mean i i don't want a lot of filler episodes i like how i mean maybe other than the one one with kwan but in general, every episode mm-hmm. was needed. I, 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 that's not the right term, but it, it kind of it had some impact. Um, <clears throat> so, and I, I think that if they were to try to draw that out over more than ten episodes, I think it would definitely mean that they'd end up with filler, and that would hurt in the long run. Um, if they, if they yeah. tie everything together, I will, I will be happy. Like I think you can you can have the digressions. It's always if they don't relate. Like because this the, in some ways I feel like Quan's episode is kind of like the Halo TV show versions of uh, whatever that Stranger Things episode where Eleven goes off to Chicago and hangs out in an eighties punk movie that does not <laughs> relate to anything else. 
All right. Also on my list of things I want to see, uh, and I feel like this is easier to to animate, so go for it. We need space battles. Uh, yes. I, yes. I like seeing the destroyer or whatever get totally destroyed and just crash into the planet, but I need I need my space battles. Then we can see Captain Keys doing Captain-y stuff. So win-win for everyone. Something on the lines of Sigma Octanus's mm-hmm. battle would be awesome because I would love to see that animated, the, the scene with the cradle. <laughs> but that's kind of a pipe dream on that one. I know that. <laughs> the one thing I do hope they do is they spread the budget a bit more evenly. Um, because the, the the series in retrospect, like the you could see they saved their their budget as it were um, for like three intense moments that are punctuated the series, right. and I felt like whenever I watched like a really intense bit of action, it was like now I know I'm not going to get any action for two episodes. <laughs> you just got that feeling because that's the budget there. Okay, now we waste. I don't like that feeling. I wanted I wanted a bit more spontaneous things going on. You you could tell when the story was going to descope again, and then rescope out. And I, I didn't like knowing that as I was watching it. Mm-hmm. That's reasonable. Yeah, although I, I although I think it, uh, I think it was at least in a cadence. The fact that you okay, here's the action scene. You're gonna know like. The next episode is going to be a bit down. The episode after that will be a bit down and probably pick up at the end. And then you're going to end up with another, like, action-type one. Um, so, I mean, at least at least it was, you would kind of know that there's a, a build-up and then there's a... There's a plan. Like, there's a genuine plan and right, they're executing right, yeah. on it. You may not yes. like it, but at least it's a plan and it's working. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, right. I mean, I, I can, I mean, yeah. I mean, it would be nice if it was, like, you have a little bit more action, a little bit more intensity on some of these ones, but also I I don't necessarily think that character development is is out of the realm when it comes to Halo. I mean, there's plenty of it in all the novels. There's plenty of it in the in the games too, and I think the show needs that because you need to be able to identify with the characters. Um, yeah, because there's there's not the thirty seconds of fun to paper over everything else. Exactly. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd like to see, you know, because we're just seeing, I think they've set things up for Cortana and Chief in the show to end up like Cortana and Chief in the games. But you can't, there still needs to be that that build up. I think they still need a little bit more build up before that can fully be realized um i mean the show the the show would need a version of ackerson's test i think um i don't know if you actually could do that with ackerson's test that'd be awesome to see but they need something like that to really get both of them in sync together to to get to the point where they are in the games and i think that would be something i'd like to see in in season two I, I just don't want to see that, like, flip a switch and, okay, they're good. I, I think I'd be disappointed in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy with the uh, the first season. Um, it's not what I would have perfectly wanted in an ideal world, but it's it's a lot better than I was genuinely expecting. I, I'm very pessimistic, as it were, and uh, I had very low expectations, especially when I cut a whole episode out of the original account. Like, it just screams COVID 
and uh, all the rest of the issues that you know have come up anyway, in addition to sort of low expectations. So to be mildly, mildly blown away sometimes, um, I can forgive the things I didn't fully enjoy all the time, because whenever I did enjoy, I really did enjoy it, and I was definitely along for the ride, so yeah, I'm, I'm happy. Well, and I'm I'm pretty confident, like showrunners and all that stuff aside season twos of most shows are better than season one so i am i'm excited to see where we go from here i think i think overall i mean if i think overall for me if i had to give it a grade i'd probably say about a seven out of ten average maybe a little bit above average maybe seven and a half to eight but um i thought it was good i i enjoyed it uh, i mean there were some slow parts there were some parts that seemed a little clunky especially in the first couple of episodes but um I enjoyed it. I'm. I will kind of. I will still try to approach season two like I did one. It's like okay, keep the expectations low, um, and and see where they go with it. Because uh, more than likely, we probably won't see season two till what twenty twenty four. Because they haven't started shooting season two yet, right? You you might see it, you might see it late next year. To be fair, you might see it late next year. Uh, well, that wraps it up for this show today. Uh, show notes and links for this episode, as well as articles and more, can be found on our website, forwardedon.com. You can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. Check out our videos on YouTube at youtube.com slash forwardedon, or follow us on Twitter uh, with the handle at forwarddon. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for joining us, Pens. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, and we'll see you next time.